Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 250 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Sabrina Zohar, the dating and relationship guru you have been looking for, is here to shine a light on dating booze free. In this episode, you will learn what to do besides going for a drink, how to set your standards and non-negotiables when dating, how to calm your anxiety when dating or in a relationship, and how do you know when you are ready to move to the next level in your relationship. This is such a fantastic episode. It actually ends up turning into a little bit of a coaching session and Sabrina just reads me my dating rights. It's pretty intense. This is such a fantastic episode, so let's get into it. Sabrina, I'm so stoked. I cannot believe you are here. My little dating angel is here. My anxious dating angel is in the building. What is going on, girl? Jessica, I'm so fucking stoked to be here. Thank you for having me and welcome to the jungle. Like, we're in such a vibe here. I'm so excited. We really are. (laughs) Yeah. Queens recognize Queens. Love it. Hey, I'm stoked. Thank you for having me. I am so, listen, I love, hate your content on TikTok (laughs) because one, it's true. And two, it's fucking true. Everything you say is true. And it's like, it kills me, but it's so good. I think when I really got like, I sunk my teeth into your content is um, I was going through a breakup and I was on a flight back to Vancouver from LA. And I'm like, this is it. This is the end of this four and a half year mindfuck saga. And I was on the plane and I was watching your TikToks and I'm like, she's right. She's right. And I can do this. I can walk away. I can be and look for the person who I think I deserve to have in my life. So I just want to say a personal thank you for all your content and everything you do. It's so good. I love it. 
I also want to know how you got started. How did this come about? So very similar probably to like your own personal journey of just experiencing Mm -hmm. things and then realizing like a couple of things. So for me, my journey starts all the way back like I, when I first moved to New York when I was 19, I thought I wanted to be an actor and I was really hell bent on like, this is my life. And it fucking wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was not very good at it. And, but I knew I wanted to like be in front of people. I just didn't know how. And it's I, the irony of like, I just had to be myself, which is always the funny thing. Mm-hmm. But then um, I personally have suffered with anxious attachment style my entire life and I didn't understand what it was. So like people pleasing mm-hmm. mother, narcissistic father, really abusive home growing up, like wasn't always being hit left and right, but like verbally, emotionally, physically, like there was just so much that I normalized all of my entire life. And so as an Mm. adult, I was so anxious to the point where like, I didn't understand what it means to feel something like I would, if I I remember, like if I didn't hear from somebody, I would send them over like a hundred texts in it, like an hour, like it would just be nonstop where I'd be like, what the fuck? Why aren't you answering me? What's going on? Like, I don't understand. Are you, and it was just so- Exactly. Like, what did I do wrong? I don't understand, but I'm so crazy about you. Like going insane. Like I would take three naps a day because I was so anxious. And then I started to self-medicate. So like I started to drink a lot more and I started to smoke a ton of weed. And then I started, Mm -hmm. then when I couldn't handle my emotions anymore, I got heavily medicated. I was on like five or six different kinds of antidepressants, anti-anxiety, mood stabilizer, a cocktail. I lost myself completely. And in 2016, I like looked at my, this guy, sweetest guy, just, I knew in my gut, it wasn't my partner. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this isn't working. And he like, he was like, I agree. We left very amicably, like a little tear. And we just kind of were like, okay, let's go on with our lives. And that next day was when I cut smoking. I was a pack a day smoker, cut cold turkey, cut my medications, which now in hindsight, I didn't realize I probably shouldn't have done that, but like, please consult your doctor. Yeah. And then like Turkey, like that was just my journey. This is not medical advice. This is dating advice. (laughs) (laughs) Personal experience. Yeah. (laughs) And just, and then I went paleo and I started working out the next day. And that was, yeah, like all of that happened in the same fucking week. And like, I was going through these crazy withdrawals. My body was complete, but I, I started to see results. Like my, I lost 20 pounds and I started seeing things a little differently. Then I met my narcissistic ex, went through an entirety, a journey. My mom almost died. It was this whole fuck up. I started my clothing line and I went through four years of losing myself. And even wow. though I had started this catalyst, I was suicidal. Like it was 2018. My ex had said, I'm done. I'm out of here. And like, mind you, we were fucking married and like nobody really knew. Like it was a whole thing. What? And yeah, don't ask. And okay. um, yeah. And he left and he went to go see his family. And I remember I called my mom and she literally got on a plane that next day. I was like, that's it. I'm throwing myself in front of a bus. And I would like, cr- I would sit over the food crying hysterically, dropped mm. to 110 pounds. I'm 130 now, if anybody wants yeah. to know. And I was a shell of a human. And that was the catalyst for my healing journey. Like I really started to focus on like, it was kind of thing like enough is enough. I'm fucking tired of feeling like this. And I Mm -hmm. really, I started doing all of these modalities and throwing myself into self-healing. And then 2022 is when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've got nothing to lose, right? Like my business was in shambles. My dog had just passed away. Shark Tank sent me home. And I was like, fuck it. I'll try TikTok. And like my entire life changed because I didn't understand and realize at the time that I was not a snowflake. I thought no one else experienced what I experienced and everybody Mm -hmm. else is okay besides me. I'm the fuck up because there's something wrong with me. And then I started this community and realizing like, oh my God, then started the podcast and do the work came from that and everything Mm -hmm. and realized like, wait a minute, there's so many of us that are hurting in silence. And I felt like there was really nobody there. It's a bunch of clickbait. It's all how to do this, how to get a guy to do this, how to do this. But who's actually stopping to say, well, wait a minute, but what's coming up with for you? And I think 
that yeah. for me was where people finally felt like, thanks for seeing me. 100%. And it wasn't just like, okay, well, if if you break up with your boyfriend or they break up with you, then just like go cold and, and do the same, which also creates more pain, right? And that creates like, again, another pattern of pain. We don't, it doesn't get to the heart of the matter. I think honestly, what you said, just off, off, off the top of it, narcissistic father, people pleasing mother, right? Enough said, exactly. It's like, oh, issues. Like my brother had a drug addiction. Yeah. He went to Same. like, yeah. Okay. So he went to all like, three you know, of us. Yeah. All three of you guys. Yeah. I, my sister is, my sister has the eating disorder. I had a sex okay. addiction and my brother had uh, f- uh, his drug addict. And so nice. Like, hat all, trick like us. That's great. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it just goes to show that like it manifests differently. Like we could, we all had the same parents. It's like, no, we didn't. We had three different parents because we had three different experiences because of what was going on. Yeah. And yeah, like my, my brother went to the wilderness program, like all those moves, all these documentaries. It's like, yep, he went to that. He went to the boarding school that like beat the shit out of him that got closed because of how abusive it was. Like we, yeah, like it was really fucking intense. And yeah. we all, the way that we all kind of l- dealt with it, like for me, it was my body. And I looked at it, it was like, if I sleep mm. with people, like I'm not going to lie. I've had a good time. You know, like I hung my yeah. hat up a long time ago, but like that's how I connected with people was, oh, if you want to fuck me, well, then you must like me. Interesting. So did, were yeah. you, was it almost like a validation kind of thing? Like if it I can rope this guy in, exactly. I'm I was good enough. It was, it was manipulation and control. I was thinking like, oh, if I can get them, oh, they're going to fall in love with me and I'll fuck them really well and I'll be amazing in bed and I'll do what they yeah. want. And it was like, I didn't have boundaries. Like even, I don't, I even drink over over a year, I haven't had a drink. But yeah. I personally, like, I stopped dating with alcohol because I was like, wait, you're making a lot of stupid fucking decisions and mistakes and acting in ways that aren't in alignment with you. Yeah. And no, I didn't want to go home with that guy last night. And that was me being like, cool, what am I doing this for? Escapism. What am I escaping from? And I like really, luckily for me, I that was not the hardest vice to kick, but okay. intimacy was. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's also the, the easiest, it feels like the most easiest connection, right? Because yeah. it feels so good too. It's like the we lowest need, hanging fruit. We need it. It is the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those <laughs> where you're just like, oh, okay, I can just use this. Whereas like when I, yeah. like for instance, like my, my boyfriend and I, I always laugh and I'm like, we're the traditional couple of 2023. Like we met on a dating app. We hooked up on the first yeah. date and I thought I was never going to see him again. You know, like I, to me, we were just another, like throw it in the bucket. But I was, yeah. I remember like when we, like, I remember making the decision to sleep with him. And in my head, I was like, okay, I'm making this decision out of power because the guy I was dating before had a reptile dysfunction. And I was like, I hadn't gotten laid in like six months. I was really struggling. My partner had talked yeah. about how big his dick was. And I was like, all right, let's find out. So it was very <laughs> me, like me. Yeah. I had a talk with myself of like, what are your intentions? Okay. This feels right. And then when I left, I was like, well, Hey, it was nice to have met you. Like we went to dinner and he was like, I'd love to see you again. And I was like, yeah, well contact me. Thinking like I'm never gonna hear, you know. Contact like, me, Dad. Yeah. Every couple people call mine. And I was like, yeah, sure, hit me up. And like, sure enough, the next day he texts me like still smiling from last night. And I remember just being like, uh huh, okay. What's your, what is this? What's your end game? Yeah. yeah. But all that was was just me purely like actually finally getting in touch with myself to understand that I was doing things because I wanted to and I and that was a need of mine, not because mm. I wanted to get him to like me. Or that's when we start to understand like anxiety and how us acting in a way that's not really in alignment with us is never going to lead us to the results that we think we want. Totally. Oh, 
So actually like bringing it back to like the meat and potatoes, how do you, or how did you, cause you have a partner now, but how did you date without alcohol, without drinking? What would you do? I, I was not shy about it. Like that was the, th- there okay. was a couple of things. Dating without alcohol means that you've got to be okay if people are not going to pick up what you're putting down. Like I was very yeah. okay when I'd match with people that'd be like, let's go grab a drink. And I had no problem saying, hey, I'm not really a big drinker. Happy to go and I'll grab, like I'll get a non-alcoholic or mm-hmm. we can go do this. And so like I remember quite a few guys when I lived in LA, they were like, wait, you don't drink? Like that's fucking awesome. Like let's go have a matcha. And like we went to a bar and we had a matcha together. And we just, it was like a bar restaurant, but we yeah. just, we didn't want to get dinner. We didn't want to sit at the bar. So we found a way. I've had yeah. plenty of guys say like, oh, well, I want to go for a drink. And I'm like, cool. Then I don't think this is going to be a match because totally. I, I never went out because I don't like to drink alcohol and I don't like to party. I'm in bed by eight. I'm out by five. Like that wasn't an alignment. So if I was going yeah. to bend myself to do something for somebody else that was inauthentic to me, that means I'm self-abandoning versus saying, hey, I don't want to do that. Or because I did, I would do the cocktail thing. And like, I'll never forget getting a cocktail with this guy. We're like, I don't know if you experienced this, but you know, when you're on a date and you're like sweating because you're so excited about this person, like you're literally totally like... I thought he catfished me because he was so good looking. And then he sent me a photo once. I said, like, do this yeah. weird thing to prove that you're real. And he did. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. So when he showed oh, up, this, like, 6'3 Adonis shows up, sweating bullets, sweating bullets. And so sure enough, we got two drinks. And like, I don't, that's not something I like to do. And he was yeah. like, let's go get, let's go get dinner after. And we were walking to dinner. And I'm not going to share what he said because it's personal. But he made sure. a comment about health that in, that it was something that I have that I deal with. And okay. he was like, God, could you imagine like how terrible that would be? And he was just being a dick about it. And he was like, oh, I guess these cocktails have made me a little open. And then I looked at him and I was like, so maybe this is a good time for me to be honest with you. And sure enough, like that was the end of the date. And like he couldn't get pat. And then he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, what are we going to blame the alcohol on this? And like he even admitted, he was like, yeah, I guess I do only have two drinks. And I was like, see, this is why I don't do this. I was like, because I don't need us to blame external factors. I don't need me to then get really sad. I went home and cried and I woke up in the morning with a migraine and I was hungover. And I was like, so none of this was worth it for me. Oh, oh my God. But also like, thank you for your disgusting, like word vomit, you know, like, thanks for, oh. for letting me know who you were. No, you know, lost. before, yeah. yeah. Right. Like before it got any, any serious before it, before you even went to dinner. Exactly. It was, and then what was yeah. funny was we were at the restaurant, like as this happened. And so he was like, let's sit down for dinner. And it was like very obvious, like as I'm eating. And I, at this point I was like, he's buying me dinner. I'm like, let's just go with it, Zohar. But like, yeah. you know, when you're just looking at it, I was like, I'm never seeing this guy again. Like, it's very obvious. And like, sure yeah. enough, we sobered up. And like, when I got home, like I've, listen, I've done cocaine. Like I've done all those things. And every time I do a drug or every time I do something like that, I cry for three days. And I finally had to stop myself and say, okay, you're doing things for other people that aren't serving you. Like I had to find it. What are you feeling? How are you feeling? Like, I'm not kidding. I can have a sip of wine and be hung over the next day. I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive to it because my body is like, this isn't for us. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. And so I've had to make decisions when it comes to dating. I don't go to bars. I don't want to meet somebody out when I don't drink. So why would I meet somebody out? So instead, yeah. what do I do? I meet people at workout classes. I joined hike club. I joined a cooking class. I did things during the day. I went to volleyball at the the beach in Venice because it's like the, you know, every fucking person does that. So like I did things and I interjected myself into places and things. So when I met my partner and we went on a hike for our first date, he hasn't had a drink in probably like two months and not because of me, but because he's like, hey, I don't need to drink as much. Like he loves his wine. He's Italian. He'll have a glass. Great. I don't give a shit. That doesn't affect me. Right. 
It's not, it's not a priority. Like drinking isn't his main priority. Not at and all. And I think you need to. to set the stage. Yeah. I think you, it, listening to your tips, it sounds like that you need, before you even get into the dating process, right? Before you even get on the apps, you kind of need to establish what your standards are for you and wanting to allow another person into your life, which sounds really scary because it's, it's eliminating a lot of things, but that's the point. I, my non-negotiable was I, I, my mama and I had talked about this for years. She was like, I don't want you dating somebody that's a heavy drinker because my ex, the one that I said was a nice Mm. man, two bottles of wine every night. And it was like, apparently we're celebrating that with this backdrop, but two bottles of wine every night. And it got to a point where like, at at first you're like, okay, like no big deal. Right. And then it was every day, every time I'd be with him, I'm like, we're going to the wine shop again. Like we're didn't you just get, and it's like, then he'd get really annoying and he'd be a sloppy drunk and then he'd be, and it just got, I was so turned off by that. So that became yeah. a non-negotiable for me. Not that I can't be with someone that doesn't drink. Like if you're in recovery and stuff, it's like, that's cool. You have control over your shit. Like you're doing your thing. Yeah. I was not going to be with somebody that lived for the weekend or drank a ton, but that was meant I was going to, lo- I was going to close myself off to people that we're not interested. And it, mm-hmm. I would do this all the time. I'd be like, let's go. There was a, a natural wine bar by my house that had tons of mocktails. So mm-hmm. I would just tell them, hey, I don't really drink. If you want to have a, a glass more than welcome to, I'm going to get a mocktail. Most mm-hmm. people had no problem with it, but set the boundary and be very confident that setting that boundary means that if somebody doesn't respect that, a two to fucking loo, does your recovery and what you're dealing with matter more or does what they want matter more? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a no brainer for me. Right. What I, I would want imagine matters more. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, do yeah. you, do you have other op, like when you're dating now with the mm-hmm. alcohol, like, have you found alternatives or are you seeing that people aren't jiving with that? I have had actually mixed experience, which I, I like actually, it actually helps me weed out my person. Um, and I'm very, listen, I'm very picky. I will probably be alone for a very long time and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but here's why I, I love, and I really embrace my relationship with alcohol, which is yeah. none. Right. And I'm very proud of it. I have been around people who have kind of put me down for it and make fun of me for it. And that is something I will never, ever fucking tolerate again. I think it's so rude. Hundred percent. Right. It's I want disrespect. I want to pick up one reframe. Yeah. So I love that you were like, "Fuck yeah, I'm okay being alone." But we got to yeah. remember, brain is going to remember everything you tell it. So if you're like, "I know I'm going to be alone forever," your brain is like, "All right, this bitch is going to be alone forever." So instead, it's I love the relationship I I have with myself, and no matter what, that's my priority. That I love that way better. I like that because I do want a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Empowering yourself to be like, you yeah. know, because you go, oh, I'd rather be a single. And it's like, well, no, that just means you don't want to be triggered. So instead it's, right. I know that no matter what, I'll be okay. And even instead of what if, even if I'll be fine, that's so much more empowering. I didn't mean to fucking mm. like nag on you. I just was like, fuck it. Let's take the opportunity. No, I, I love it. And I like that so much more because you're right. And I think, and I can, this kind of applies to a lot of people who I think are single or who have maybe been burned in the past by relationships or have been scared or hurt or all of the above is we kind of talk ourselves into, I don't need this. I don't really want this. I'm fine alone. I can do this alone. I'm an independent woman. I'm strong. But at the end of the day, like I would be lying if I said that. Because yeah. what you're doing is you're, I invalid- do want it. you're invalidating your experience. So it's like totally. when we think about what did we, like a lot of us experience that in childhood, right? Shame, blame, yep. invalidation. Like I grew up in a household where like, oh yeah, feel your emotions. Fuck off with that. Like, are you kidding me? My dad would hit us or walk out. He'd be like, oh, fuck here you go again. You're three. Yep. Of course here you go again. You're a child. So as an mm-hmm. adult, if we invalidate our experiences, well, then we can't be wonder, we can't be shocked when our needs aren't being met because we don't meet our own needs. So when I, I totally mm-hmm. understand when I hear the fear of like, you know, but I'm so, I've been so hurt and I've been so hurt. What I hear is, so then you don't trust yourself because if you trust yourself mm-hmm. that no matter what, you'll be okay, you move differently. I heard this, um, yeah. this story that really resonated. It was a hypothetical story, but it points this, it makes the point because we have to remember with neuroplasticity and the way that our brain works, I've been studying neuroplasticity. It's fascinating. Oh yeah. But with the way that our brain works, we have the amygdala, which is holding on to so much that was stopped really being formed by the time we were six. Then we have the prefrontal cortex with decision-making and common sense. The prefrontal cortex wasn't really fully formed until you're 28. So you got a six-year-old mm. and then a barely functioning adult up here. So when we think of it that way, there was a story and it's like people think all the time of like that the words that you speak to yourself, oh, no one else is hearing it, right? Mm-hmm. But there was this example of, a, they were saying, okay, so let's say this girl goes into a bar. 
Okay. We'll do a workout class here, but let's say, sure. say fine, a, a bar for now. It doesn't really matter. Six of one, right? It's a, it's a fake fucking story. And so let's <laughs> say this person is feeling really insecure about their body and feeling really insecure about themselves. So instead of walking in confident and secure, she's walking in hunched over and her shoulders are down and her head is down and she's a little meh. So off the bat, look how somebody's yeah. entering body language is off great. She goes to the bar. She orders a drink. She orders a soda. I don't give a fuck what she orders. The bartender behind is being rude to her. He's just being an asshole. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, to anybody else we know, he's a fucking bartender. Good luck. Enjoy your goddamn night. Mm -hmm. But to her, and because her self-esteem is low and she liked this guy and was trying to flirt with him, him being dismissive is, oh, see, I knew it. It's because I'm fat. That reaffirmed her core belief. So then Mm. she gets all sad and then she leaves. So if we look and go, all right, You want to tell me again that the thoughts that you have in your mind don't create your reality? Because if you believe everyone's going to judge me and no one's going to like me, then you're literally going to create that reality in front of you. And if if we continue to say, I don't need anybody, I'm fine alone. Okay, Mm -hmm. so then you're not acknowledging your needs, you're discrediting your own needs, and then you're putting yourself down because you do want somebody. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yeah. The brain's fucked. The brain is fucked. I get it. That's, yeah. But it's also hard. It's hard to admit. I know. I I mean, I'm sure other people feel this way. It's hard to admit that you need and want something from someone else. But then we have to then ask. But let me ask you a question then. Where did you learn that it's hard to ask for your needs? And what do you say? Oh, my parents. 100%. Because they never, never would make my needs, even to this very day. Never. Then we, then we go next. What are you so scared of then? Um, Honestly, whatever comes to mind. I, I don't, I don't know. That's okay. Like but I don't. Is, that's the beauty of women. Maybe okay. Talking. Maybe disappointment. Okay, disappointing. I, like I don't want to like put out the effort or put out anything, any like feelings or investment because I feel at the end of the day I'm just gonna be disappointed. So what facts do we have to back that up that every time you put your feelings out there, you're gonna be disappointed? 
well, that's just always happened. No, but we don't have any facts that that's going to. Well, that's no. a core belief. Exactly. Right. So what uh, we have okay, to remember okay, yes. is, Got exactly, it. your brain yes. is going based on what it knows from the past. Previous so experience. Gonna go. But now we have to say, well, yeah, what am I so scared of? Disappointing. Disappointing myself. Okay, but if I don't attach to this person, if I just get to know them and if I move slowly, I'm mm-hmm. in control. What can I control? Mm-hmm. And more so, the reason I challenge isn't because I'm being an asshole, but because we get so scared and we conflate so much that when we start to separate it and we're like, oh, yeah, I guess, what am I so fucking scared of? Then if you go out and you start expressing yourself and saying, well, hey, this is what I need, and someone walks away, it's like, well, I didn't attach to you anyways. I was practicing asking for my needs. You're not my parents. But when you're scared, it's because your brain can't differentiate if you're asking mom or dad for a need or if you're asking some schmo that you met on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep <laughs> nailed it <laughs> it's like who knew that this was gonna nailed be it. fucking challenging your thoughts but i hope that anyone listening learns how to do yeah. that of like yeah. yeah what am i so scared of disappointment disappointing who myself or them well if i disappoint them sure. how is that in my control i can't control other people's opinions of me right totally but it's easy i can see like once you just broke it down i can see how it's also easy to get stuck in this pattern of thinking. So 100%. easy, right? Because it's- like even that old saying, like the, the best way to predict the future is to look at the past. Have you ever heard of that? My dad used to freaking say that to me all the time. And then we wonder where you scare me. From. Yeah. Because, and, <sighs> and here's the thing. We can learn from the past. Absolutely. Like sure. history, remember to remember, right? It's like history is going to repeat itself. But sure. that doesn't mean that because we did, if we learned from the past, that, that doesn't mean we have to repeat it. Because if we start to implement new tools, like, trust me, when I'm, mm-hmm. before I met my partner, that's why I was laughing when I left. And I was like, all right, well, if I see him again, cool. If I don't, I don't. Because I refused to attach to like, because I had all of my friends were shaming me. How could you have slept with him? He's not going to take you seriously. And yeah. I remember even like, I didn't even talk about it when I posted a TikTok video about him because I, I that was what started this. I was like, I don't know, I had some date with this tech guy last night. And I never shared it because I was like, I knew the trolls were going to attack me. And But at the mm. end of the day, I was like, but I was confident that no matter what, I was going to be okay. So I didn't really need to listen to all this external bullshit because I was like, well, I trust myself. And if it doesn't work out, I'll be okay. I've fucked many a people and walked out with nothing before. Right. And I think that's it. When we actually, oh, the fear of, oh, he's going to abandon me. Eh, he's not my dad. I've already dealt with that. Like I've told my dad to fuck off. No one else yeah. is going to be as scary to me. Totally. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So much happier. So much lighter. Like so. Yeah. Wish so him much- well. Love you. Totally. Love you and leave you. Bon voyage, sister. It's not, it's not enough credit given to children that uh, walk away from uh, dysfunctional families. There's just not. Like, yes. It's almost like we're guilted into like you should have you should work on your parents, your relationship with your parents. They're your blood. You should, you should, you should. It's like not when it hurts you. No. Not when it like, hurts you. So that's okay. So yeah, it's like, oh, if anybody shames it for that, it's like, oh, so I have to be a good girl, right? Oh, I can't mm. upset a man, right? Oh, because I have to and my mom used to teach us that. Even like my partner the other when my mom was here, she didn't even realize it. She was like, you know, Sabrina, like, don't say anything to him. Like, I think he's stressed, you know, like don't add to it. And I remember looking at her and I was like, Mom, where did you learn that? And she even realized she was like, Oh my God, did I just say that to you? And I was like, Yeah, mm. you did. 
so subconscious. And she was like, I've been conditioned because in our parents' generation, if a parent, if a, like a narcissist, my mom's like, oh, really? Do you think when I married your father, anyone knew what that word was? She was like, you know what people would say to me? What are you doing to make him unhappy? Oh, he's cheating on you. What are you doing wrong? <laughs> That's exactly, exactly my, the dynamic with my parents' relationship too. Well, what yeah. did you do? Yeah. Oh, he hit you, but what did you do to deserve it? Exactly. Oh, and that's what's like, yeah. oh, so then we learn, oh, right. I Then that's where fear starts to come in of like, oh, well, yep. then when I do this, I'm going to get, because yeah, when we have like, your your parents sound like, your father sounds like mine. When you have an emotionally yep. unavailable, limited fucking human being of a parent, that's who's teaching you these things. We can't be shocked as an adult when we implement what our parents taught us. So now totally. what we have to do, the work that lies in here doing the fucking work is figuring out where did I learn that from? So where did mm -hmm. I learn these people using skills? Great. What age was I? Okay. How can I reparent that little child to give her permission that her needs matter because I'm here to validate her and I don't give a fuck about anyone else? Oof. Just yeah, no big deal. <laughs> just, just a casual the work. Yeah. Just a casual Wednesday afternoon, you know? <laughs> like oh just my to God. Make and, child shit. Yeah, and herein lies the work. If anyone wanted to know what the work was, the definition, Sabrina just spelled it right out there. It's and it's wild because like when I work with clients on this, they'll like I just had yeah. one right before we talked, and at first she was like, All right, like I guess we can try this. And then she after she opened her eyes and she was like, Oh, now I see what you meant. And I was like, Yeah, this isn't some crunchy, like, you know, see yourself skipping in a field. It's like, no, this is going yeah. back to a memory that causes you so much pain and turmoil, seeing yourself, validating yourself, giving yourself the needs you didn't have, and then removing yourself from that memory. Oof. It's powerful, but you know as well yeah. as I do how fucking it's tough. It's tough, but it is, it's so worth it because then you stop the cycle. You stop, you know, it's almost like a lens that's like, that's kind of blocking or blurring like a vision and, and impairing how you maybe uh, see or move through the world. When you take off that lens, it's like, oh, I'm okay. Like I can, I can handle this. Like, 100%. I don't need to be afraid. Beautifully said. And that's kind of like... You know, honestly, that's why I hate those fucking uh, are we dating the same guy group chats because oh. what my issue with them is like I get the foundation of it of like, all right, sure. hey, like I, you know, one of my clients, that's how she found out her husband was cheating on her. So it's like, okay, I understand Oof. that. But then she and I have talked where it's like, yeah, but there were other things. You know what I mean? Like we didn't need the Facebook group for us to figure this out. Yeah. But my issue with that is like everybody is going to trigger other people differently. And what we don't see is both sides of the story. So if we <laughs> hear one person's experience of, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it's like, okay, but what was your part in this as well? How did you, mm -hmm. because if I hear this guy was such a this and he was such a that, and it's like, all right, where's the rest of the dialogue though? Because right. we're not actually seeing things with a, a clear understanding of us taking accountability and ownership while also having compassion for other people and where they are. And if we just villainize everybody else and make it about everybody else, guess what right. we're avoiding doing? Looking at ourselves. Right. And you don't learn anything that way, right? You keep going and you keep making the, doing the same patterns, attracting the same brand of person. Or and the, the same reason you'll do that, your brain, your brain is hard exactly. to do that. So yeah. that's why the beauty is there's nothing wrong with anybody doing that. You're not like broken, but it's now mm -hmm. going, oh, so my brain's literally hardwired for me to repeat the same things because our brain only knows how to keep us safe. So Routine and repetition keeps us safe. It knows what to yep. expect. 
you keep dating the same kind of guys, you know what to expect. It's the same thing. Yeah. That's why when people meet somebody healthy, L healthy equals boring. It's like, no, you're just not yeah. ready to receive love from somebody because it's, you're just so used to always having to beg and earn for it that this feels foreign. Guilty. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> you can my so partner. guilty. So guilty. But I do like, I like a little challenge, like, but th- there's a difference between like working and begging for someone's like love and attention, but like then a little mystery. I love a little mystery. Healthy mystery. Listen, when I first met my partner, yeah. we didn't text every day. We didn't talk every day. Oh, like I we were, exactly. And it was like, there was that yeah. mystery of like, okay, I'm not seeing him till Thursday. It's Monday. And you're like, huh. But like, that I want to miss you. Exactly. It was mm-hmm. curiosity. It was like, it was this person's consistent and they show up, but it's not like I'm the same. I get bored if someone texts me every single day. Every like, uh, what are yeah. we talking about? After a while, you're like, I don't care. My, you know that they're going to text you. My phone. It's not exciting. Versus, totally. I'm genuinely getting to know this person and I'm excited when they contact me. That's a sexy mystery of ooh, they have their own life. This is really hot. Versus, yep. this guy ignores me, so I have to constantly text them first. Like that's the unhealthy dynamic of like maybe that guy's just not that into you. Yeah. Okay. So that's the difference. That's like a green flag versus a red flag. The green flag, like the, the, the biggest misconception is the like, oh, if they don't text you, it's a red flag. And I'm like, okay, where's the nuance here? Somebody there, oh my God, there's fucking video on Instagram. And I wanted to, I wanted to break my laptop when I, when I saw it and it was this guy. And he was like, if a guy, if a guy doesn't text you for an entire day, it's because he doesn't care about you. You could be dying on the side of the road. You could have the worst day of your life. He doesn't even care about you. And it's like, how does he even know? I'm sorry. You just made this entire, and of course it got millions of plays and right. thousands of women being like, I knew it. Fuck all these guys. And it's like, right. my partner wouldn't text me for two days. So what? He didn't give a fuck about me? No. So that's, that's anxiety. That's where we create a narrative to right. fit our story so that we can be a, I knew it, versus mm. somebody that says in the beginning, I want to go slow. Big green flag for me. Because my next question is, well, what does going slow look like for you? Oh. What does that mean to you? Okay. For me, going slow is, I don't want to expedite the stages of a relationship quicker than they need to be. My partner and I, we still saw each other twice a week. We talked twice a week, two or three times, you know, like every other day, something like that. Yeah, but I didn't need to like meet his friends after a month. I didn't need to for him to come into. No, 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 no. Let's let's go slow. Let's genuinely get to know each other. Let's spend time together. He asked yeah. me to be his girlfriend after two months, and I told him it's too fast. I was like, I don't know you that well. It wasn't because I didn't want a relationship. I wanted to make sure that I wanted one with him. Oh, right. I, I wanted to choose. Love that. Yes. Versus being chosen, like okay, so you just because somebody's like, I want you to be my girlfriend. Well, that doesn't mean I'm ready for that. And that, and he understood right. that when I said that. He was like, I get what you mean. And we kept dating. It wasn't yeah. a fuck you. You don't want a relationship. It's like, well, that's protest behavior. When we start to do the stomping and the screaming and the or the the cold shoulder, the one word answers, the matching energy, that's called oh, protest behavior. Hate that. I, I know. hate that. It's so it's ridiculous. Not, it doesn't make anything better. It's also relationships not are about me coming together and making things better together. And it's like, which, and like, I'm sorry, but when I hear people do that, I'm like, that sounds really immature, and it sounds like you're testing your partner and you're playing games. Yep, hundred percent. And I love that you said that. I love that you were like, I want to get to know you, because like to genuinely get to know someone, it takes a while. That doesn't oh. happen in two months. 
Not by a fucking lot. That's why I'm saying when people are like, oh, but they were so yeah. amazing. And I'm like, you knew them for all of four weeks. You don't fucking know this person. Right. You have no idea. What are their, what are they, what medications are they allergic to? What's their middle name? How do they yeah. act when you set a boundary? What happens when someone cuts them off? You don't know shit about shit. Oh, how do they act when they don't get what they want? That is a friggin' game changer. Right? Right? Just even knowing oh. that. I see my partner, the reason, you want to know why the reason I'm in a relationship with him, every yeah. time we had conflict and the resolution, I felt closer and closer and closer. I didn't want to be with him because he was sweeping me off my feet and he was trading me. I can take yeah. care of myself. I can, I can give myself the best life ever. I was with yeah. him because, whoa, when I was going through something, I loved the way he supported me. When we had an argument or like a disagreement, he would yeah. take full ownership, take accountability and step up and implement changes. That was hot to me. That's how we have such an incredible deep connection where we feel so fucking in love with each other because yeah. I feel so safe with him. That is sexy. It's so hot. That is it's some so sexy shit. I would love that. It takes time though. That's the yeah. thing is it's like takes time and time and time and anxious people don't yeah. want to hear that. No, no. We want it solved today, preferably like in the next hour. Right. Ideally. Yeah, and that's yeah. like, and then I think yeah. the, at the end of the day, it's like for anyone that's saying that, it's like, let me ask, your recovery take that quick? You and I both know it didn't. Right. Oh, touche. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Sabrina, I freaking love you. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You too, man. I'm stoked. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And thank you for making it acceptable and, and a safe space for people that are on this journey to have a place to come and talk. So I think the world mm. needs more of that in just in general. Um, but thank if you, you. want to find me, of course, I have a podcast called Do the Work um, or Sabrina.Zohar on TikTok and Instagram or Do the Work podcast on Instagram is where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for taking your time and sharing your experience and knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening. I absolutely love Sabrina and I did not expect that to happen. It is so interesting how our earliest relationships still impact our current ones. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. Follow us at asobergirlsguide.com on Facebook and Instagram and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. Head to asobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.